Hi, my name is Amy Honorado, and you're listening to another DMN one-on-one podcast. I'm joined here today by Jack Philbin. He's the CEO of Vibes. It's a mobile engagement platform. Hey, Jack, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So today, you know, we're going to be talking a little bit about mobile marketing and the state of mobile marketing today. Uh, I guess just to kind of really kick off with your experience being in the space, what are some of the biggest trends that you're seeing now, and you know, where is the where is the space really moving? Sure, uh, there's definitely a movement towards uh, combining channels, right? So it's been a siloed practice. People would have, you know, they've got email and they mobile optimize that. They've got a site that they mobile optimize. They've got an app, and then they might have a messaging vendor and a push notification vendor and someone getting them into mobile wallet. You know, we'll talk a lot about uh, Apple Wallet, what Apple and Google are doing with wallet. And so what we try and do is bring those into one one dashboard, right? One. Uh, interface one platform to manage campaigns across those different channels but there's definitely with the everybody trying to go omni channel I believe that mobile is like the omni in the omni channel it's that remote control across those different channels and so mobile is so important uh, because it's you know it's present in every single one of those uh, you know engagement vehicles for the consumer so when you think about mobile I mean there's so many different ways that people are doing it today you you have engagement through apps, you have people on email, checking their email online, you have social media, you have all of these different ways that people are, are on their phones engaging. Yep. So can you break down a little bit the relationship that all of these things kind of play for marketers when they're putting together that omni-channel experience? Sure. Um, I'll start with saying I think the, the job of the CMO and the marketer today is a lot tougher because there's, you know, there's fragmentation, there's more channels, and if you ignore them, you know that's going to be you know your own detriment. You know as the as the channel that you're ignoring gets you know gets more scale. Um, but the you know the the way to go at this successfully is to really make sure you're thinking about how they operate in in tandem. How is everything in sync, and how are you orchestrating a consumer experience across these different channels? So for instance, uh, you know very important to have an app. A portion of the app downloads uh, are going to be active, and a portion of those are going to you know, say yes to push notifications. And you want to make sure that you're in sync with your mobile database in terms of SMS and text messaging so that you're not sending a push and a text that says the same thing, you know, at the same time to the same person, right? Because then you kind of look uncoordinated. Um, and so, there, you know, there's coordinating push and text. And of course, with the emergence of wallet, you can actually send a, uh, a notification through the wallet, right? So even if someone doesn't have your app, uh, they might have an offer or a loyal, loyalty card in, say, their Apple Wallet, and you can notify them that uh, you know that the offer has expired and here's a new one, or you know you've got 48 hours to redeem, and that's another messaging channel. Not to mention the emergence of like Facebook Messenger and some of our clients were doing experimental chatbots, which has been a buzzword of late. Uh, and so there's this you know whole infinite world of you know messaging apps uh, and conversational commerce that's uh, that's going to be really big. I think the time horizon's a little bit um, farther out for that, though. Yeah, can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because chatbots really are kind of that big buzzword this year. A yep. lot of, you know, Facebook Messenger is making a lot of improvements to their interface. Um, a lot of competing companies are starting to really focus on improving their chatbot functionalities. Where do you see that sector moving um, into the future, and where is it now? Yeah, well, I think it's going to be enormous. Just look at uh, over in China, and you look at WeChat, and how WeChat is, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, it's payments, it's everything combined into one app. Um, probably, you know, really the thesis behind uh, Facebook 
you know, uh, buying WhatsApp, they had to have that global, that global scale and that global presence if people start to do more inside these messaging apps, right? And so, uh, you know, I think the space is, is going to be huge. It's just convenient for me to have that one-to-one -one dialogue. There's, you know, there's this insatiable demand for interaction by consumers. They want to have those instant, uh, you know, short back and forth conversations. We've, we've seen it with SMS for years. Uh, and it's just taking a different, you know, it's, a, it's the same format. It's just in a different uh, channel, if you will. Um, so I'm very bullish on, you know, the messaging apps. And I think the brands that are going to be most successful are the ones that have been doing mobile messaging, you know, in its pure form, SMS, the longest, the ones that have been cultivating databases and, you know, creating conversations on an intimate one-to-one, -one, you know, very personalized level. If you're doing that in SMS, you have at a huge advantage on how you just take that framework and, you know, that uh, success and apply that into, you know, the messaging app world. That's interesting to you because at that point, it's that new evolution out of SMS, which is still even a fairly new technology that people are embracing. So let's take let's take it a step back. Yeah, well, some people think yeah. SMS is old, right? They think American Idol and it's like been around forever, but it's actually right. like the workhorse of the industry. Yeah. Everyone still texts. You know, you read every text you get. You've probably got a hundred unread emails in your in your inbox. So from an effectiveness standpoint. You know, SMS is by far like the most effective. Again, every SMS gets opened, and the people that sign up for your mobile database, they want that mobile relationship. So it's a much more sort of curated list of people who are hand raisers, raising your hands. Very similar to like if I download the app, you know I'm a loyal, uh, you know, a loyal customer. Uh, so it's the same thing with signing up for a mobile database. There's, you can't really like fake a Gmail address, you know, with SMS. You're getting that. And if you want out, you, you, know, you opt out at any time. And so mobile databases in terms of, they don't have the tonnage that your email list would have, but, the, but in terms of ROI and uh, you know, certainly like effectiveness, uh, I think they're actually you know, superior. Let's talk about email for a second, because that was you know, before SMS, that email has been sort of that medium of communication before these mobile technologies really started to come into play. Mm -hmm. Where does email, have a role now is it is sms going to eventually you know really take over is it uh, is are we already there you know I think where it, is this that goes going back to my comment that um there's more fragmentation so it's not yeah. like email's bad you have to have an email strategy you know and it's a it's a super huge scale way and it's very effective for a lot of brands um that said you know i think it's 85 percent of it depends on the brand and certainly the industry vertical but 85 percent of emails are now checked on phones, so it inherently is now a mobile channel. Uh, but open rates, you know, Gmail comes out with the promotion tab, and a lot of newsletters, a lot of marketing uh, emails are just not getting read. Like they're going into that promotion tab, and they're not seen, uh, you know, in your in your primary inbox. And so the effectiveness is, um, you know, is that question. But you know, still a very important part of the overall marketing mix, uh, and like you know, I'd say an important part of the strategy. Uh, what we're trying to do is actually activate emails so you can click on something in an email, like an offer or a loyalty card, and put it into your mobile wallet. Right? And then it's traveling with you. Uh, the wallet is just a, this is incredibly dynamic uh, channel. Uh, Apple and Google are investing you know, billions of dollars, like huge investments. Uh, they're building out Apple Pay and obviously Google Pay. Um, but you can store loyalty cards and you can store offers. And it's sort of digitizing, you know, think about paper coupons have been around for a long time and you clip a coupon and you keep it in uh, your Ziploc bag for the next time you go to, to, to Target. Now that's just conveniently, you can save it, save it for later. 
uh, you know, in your phone a digital copy. And the same thing, you know, you're going to see uh, loyalty cards like you know brands trying to get you to put it on your keychain and get the physical card in your wallet. That's really going to disappear. Very expensive to print the, the physical cards, and and now there's like native apps on these phones. You can't delete them. You just put it in your Apple Wallet, and you and you've got it there. And it's dynamic. You know, you can have a, uh, a software platform that orchestrates communication with that loyalty card and with you know with that coupon to update it. You know, if it's expired, for example. So pretty powerful. Apple Wallet really is kind of an interesting opportunity because if you think about apps just in general and, and the way that users kind of approach apps, especially when it comes to brands. I know we were talking about this earlier. Um, you know, apps that are used daily, the habitual apps like your banking app or something like that, sure. that's something that you wouldn't mind as a, as a user downloading and keeping on your phone. Right. You know, all of these companies for products that you may not buy all the time, mm-hmm. Home Depot or, or retail, you're not buying a pair of pants yep. every day. So there is this value, I guess, of, of consolidating that and putting that all, all in the wallet that way. Is that something, you know, can those two things be tied? Like if a retailer wants you to have the app, but also on the wallet, is there a way to strike that balance as well? Yeah, I mean, actually, Starbucks does a wonderful job. If you want the bells and whistles, like the store finder, the stars dropping into your cup, uh, you know, order ahead, all that heavy duty, that heavy lifting, that's gonna be done in the app, and your best customers are gonna, are gonna do that. Not everybody's gonna download your app, right? It's gonna be the top 10, 15% of your, of your customers. Um, not, it, it'll, that percentage is much larger with, with the Starbucks, the, the utility you were talking about. Um, but you know, there's always a segment of people that just probably aren't gonna down, download your app, and so they need to be addressed. Uh, and so enabling them to put your loyalty card or put your coupons into their wallet uh, is that digital presence. Think of uh, you know, presence in Apple Wallet as like a lightweight app, right? It's an offer with a barcode, and once I scan it, you have redemption data. You know where I added that. Did I click on an email? Did I click on something on Facebook? Did I click on a text? You know, where was I when I put that in my wallet? And which location, you know, every barcode's unique. And so which location did I redeem that at? So, you know, the wallet brings the, this powerful last mile that's been missing from mobile marketing for, for years, right? I, I started Vibe 20 years ago. And uh, we've done every sort of mobile couponing uh, experiment known to man. And when, when Apple launched Passbook, you know, almost, uh, you know, over four years ago, it was like, for me, it was sort of, this is the moment, this is a standard, right? And so we don't have to think about what kind of barcode. Um, now it's, hey, this is, this is on every iPhone in the world. And, and think of it just as a container, like literally like the leather, not the plastic. It's not about payments. It's about storing, storing the offer, storing the loyalty card, storing your tickets, right? Boarding passes have been a huge success. On Apple, uh, Google just launched that Google uh, I.O. that uh, uh, boarding passes will now be accepted in, in the Google Pay app as well. It's an interesting point that you bring up, too, about redemption locations. So mm-hmm. bringing that back into you know the way that analytics are going and the ability to target in real time and geolocate and mm-hmm. geotarget in that way, do, does that translate on the analytics side where you can, you can make those better decisions yeah, about, you know, Oh, got, we can see that you're traveling to Boston or that you're from New York and most of your purchases are here or you're, you're in Vegas for a week or wherever you are. Is it, is it easier to track that way? Can you do that through there's analytics? A lot, there's a ton of capabilities. I think that yeah. um, 
you know, marketers aren't aware of all the technical capabilities right now. And so there's just tons of experimentation happening with Wallet. You know, we've done national programs where millions of people uh, get an offer, you know, in their wallet. And we've, like, adjusted food supply for some of our co customers because redemptions are high in certain areas and low, low in other areas. And you can sort of drill down, you know, via the analytics module in our platform and see store performance. Like, how are offers redeeming at, you know, uh, these A stores versus, you know, a, a, another segment of stores. Um, and then you can start to... Uh, say, all right, out of the, you know, let's just say 5 million people, we've had uh, 3.5 million redeem. Uh, like 5 million people have put this in their, put their offer in their wallet, 3.5 have redeemed. We're going to remind, you know, the other 1.5, right? And, and again, that's like back to what we were talking about earlier. It's a notification. Hey, just a reminder, you know, you wanted this offer, it's in your wallet. Um, well, it's going to expire in the next 48 hours. And so then it brings it more top of mind. And we've seen We've seen incredible lift uh, when we script and have a good cadence and a really good communication. Um, you know, the mobile phone is so personal; every communication has to be perfect, and you just don't want to you don't want to risk the whole like bothering your consumer base. So it has to be useful. Otherwise, they'll just you know it's just like opting out of email or opting out of a you know text messaging uh, program. Uh, you just delete something out of your wallet if you're not having a good experience. Yeah, and at the end of the day, really, the goal I guess for marketers. Um, in that aspect from downloading an app to opening an email to redeeming a coupon is really about building loyalty. That you're trying to grow your base, you're trying to not only get new customers, but to keep the customers that you have. And the best way to do that is personalize, right? So this is personalization at scale. So it's that one-to-one, -one, uh, you know, across millions of people. Everyone's having that individual experience because it, it's particular to them. And you can, you know, just think of it as CRM. You're, you're you're segmenting, you know, your customer base and doing particular offers or particular types of communications, uh, you know, to different uh, segments of your customer base, and that's creating that really sort of individual feeling of like I'm I'm getting something that's more interesting to me, right? It's about optimizing response and optimizing the conversation, uh, and so you just the, the more data you have, the better you, the better you can do that, the better experience you provide for your for your consumers, your customers. Yeah, wonderful. And just because we're right at time. What is the most, what are you the most excited about kind of moving forward in the industry right now? What are you looking forward to most? Well, I'm definitely like a mobile wallet evangelist, right? <laughs> uh, you know, we've, we were in early with, uh, with both Google and Apple and we've brought a lot of, uh, you know, offers and loyalty programs, but uh, both Google and Apple have announced uh, technology to be able to add people into loyalty programs at the point of sale. So right when they're paying, you know, with their, with their wallet, um, that is like the best time to ask them if they want to join a loyalty program digitally. And you can do that with one or two clicks, you know, one or two taps on your phone, as opposed to filling out, you know, uh, like right, literally like writing in a form, uh, which, you know, the, the retailer or the company would have to do data entry on. We just made sort of the loyalty acquisition model extremely, extremely efficient. Uh, it's brand new technology. We've tested it. It's just remarkable. And so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how the space goes yeah. and how it evolves as well. I want to thank you so much for, for being here today and for joining us. Um, for all of you guys listening, this has been another DMN one-on-one -on -one podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you.